Welcome to Behind the Arc. I am Simon Bezlein. With me is my co-host, Daniel Hammer. This is the best time of year. It is March, and upon us is March Madness, which, in my opinion, is the most fun thing in the year. So, and your Crimson Tide was named the number one overall seed. I believe they're gonna, they will play in the South region, and then they're going to play the winner of uh, Southeast Missouri, or Texas A&M Corpus Christi on Thursday. First, I believe, if I'm correct, which I think I am, the first number one seed in program history, and therefore the only, the first number one overall seed in program history. This has been a spectacular season, and we're really going to see how far we go. But as this alone, it is way beyond what we thought coming to the season hammer you take it off well yeah i mean absolutely i mean i I don't think any of us expected to be a one seed i mean i knew that everybody kind of thought it was a you know i at least thought you know hey maybe we're looking at a possibility here especially as the um you know season went on we looked at it as a possibility even more of a possibility but um you know, just nuts the way they've handled teams. I was a little nervous, uh, the, you know, the end of the season minus the SEC tournament, you know, they had some kind of close calls. Um, they lost a couple games, but you know, they won every game at home. They did very well and they're coming on Thursday on a really big high. Um, yeah. First number one seed ever for Alabama, which is awesome. I finally filled out my first bracket ever that has Alabama as the national champions. That's a serious bracket. I always do one, but it's always, you know, never going to happen. But yes. this one, it so, could happen. Um, yeah, that, we, for me, the only – last year I didn't fill out one with us as a champion because I just couldn't see it. Because I, I, I just did not like last year's team at all. But, the, but I've only filled out one this year, and that is just because – I actually, I genuinely believe we could and we will win the national championship. But oh, I mean, yeah. it's it's well, it's such a great out, feeling. Yeah, I mean, you only fill out more than one when you don't think your team's gonna mm-hmm. win because you gotta fill out the obligatory one where you you know in some weird universe where you win. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, and and I know you're going to tell me, well, it's because they're the number one overall seed. Um, and it, it probably is, but I like their draw. I think they got a great draw. That's what, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. I they're really close like the to draw home. That we got. Yeah. They're close to home. I like that the, in even more particular, even more specific, I really like the time of the first game. I know a lot of people want to be there, do all that kind of stuff, but you know, maybe, the 145 game, or I guess it would be 1245 Alabama time. Um, you know, maybe that's a better game to start the tournament off with, you know, as opposed to that seven o'clock, everybody's off work. Everybody's excited to see the number one overall team, even though they're mm-hmm. in Birmingham and it'd be like a home game. I think it's kind of a little more relaxed for them that it's in the, you know, early afternoon, they can get their heads on straight. Um, not that it, you know, really matters, but that, that uh Saturday game, the round of 32, if they win this, you know, game on Thursday, which really hopefully it's not a UMBC kind of deal. Oh, that'd be awful. Uh, yeah, that, that I would mean, be. I mean, okay, so, but 
I would take losing to a 16 seed if it meant that we'd win it next year. Chris would have to go with Virginia. <laughs> I, I don't know. The the way recruiting looks, to be honest with you, we, we haven't we haven't gotten anybody for me to say, oh well, I think we'll be Oh back. no, no, no. I don't think I don't I, I think this is the year, but I would take losing to Hexane and Corpus Christi if it means that next year we are guaranteed to win. See, I, I, couldn't I couldn't. This team's too good. I'd have to. I'd have to gamble. On I it. yeah. That that's fair. I that's fair. They're too good. They're way too good. There's so much talent there. Um, I love this team so much. Oh my! Oh, it, it, it's just a collection I, of talent and guys, in my opinion. And Nick Pringle is one of the most fun players just to see on the bench celebrating that I have ever seen in my life. And he's a really energetic, he's a great, he's really energetic player on the court, but he's so much, he's just a fun guy to watch. Uh, the, the collection, it's not just a pure talent on this team, which there's a lot of it, but it's just the collection of guys. I feel like they're all like a, it seems oh, like yeah. a fun group of guys to watch and just to see celebrating. Yeah. And, and not that they play each other. So not to be confused there, but it's a fun mm-hmm. Birmingham region. Alabama's there, Auburn is there, Houston mm-hmm. is there. Um, NKU's which honestly, there. go Norse, yeah, yeah, go Norse. That's right, your parents, Norse. Yeah, my up. parents, my parents did work there. I went, Big I North was, North. I went to preschool there. I went, I went to preschool there for like two oh, years. Shit. Your mom's a Northern Kentucky fan. I love that. We have. N- the basketball I grew up playing with, it's like dead now, but it's, it was NKU basketball. So go north. If NKU beats Houston, my house is going to freak out. Oh, I'm really okay. I oh, that'd be great. I also, I just don't like Houston basketball, but I agree. We got a great draw. I think got a great draw. That Saturday is going to be fun too because the round of 32 games that should be there should mm-hmm. be an Alabama game and should be. An Auburn game that should be the session. Um, yeah, I, so I think Auburn's gonna. I think Auburn's gonna beat Iowa, but I just can't get myself to pick Auburn. I I can't have myself pick Auburn. Yeah, I I think they'll win one game. I, I think they're good for a game. Uh, and if I agree, not wrong, I, I believe that next game they would face Houston. So that I mean that's gonna be a uh, I, that's gonna be yeah. a tough ticket to get. You're gonna have Alabama versus um you know whoever that eight nine game is. Uh, in our region, I think it's uh, it's not San Diego State. Never mind. Who? Which seed? Um, the eight nine in our in the our eight region. nines Maryland West Virginia. Which that's right. Is it? It's not the best. I don't. I mean, looking around right now, that's that's the best draw we could have gotten out of all the eight nine seeds. I mean, FAU Memphis is going to be a really tough game for Purdue, whoever was Purdue. I'm not a big fan of Purdue, and then. Arkansas, Illinois, tough matchups for anybody in the country. And then Auburn, Iowa, those are two tough teams. Iowa has a great offense. Auburn has a good defense. And then, but Maryland, West Virginia, I mean, West Virginia is this is this typical uh it it's the typical it's a typical West Virginia toughness and the hustle that they have. But outside of that, outside of just having that West Virginia basketball brand, they're not that great and then maryland it's good but they're not disciplined they can't shoot the three and they foul a bunch and that's not yeah. just not a recipe for success and if we run it 
I feel really comfortable running to both those teams. But for, and then to put the four seed in the like four seed Virginia, I don't think Virginia is that great. I and don't then, think Virginia's that great either. And, and I then, think they got a really bad draw too. They did. Furman's Firm, a really good team. And then, but like even the really teams that kind of scare me, like Arizona, uh, Baylor kind of scares me. Creighton, but Baylor has to, Baylor, if they, if we want to, if we have to play Baylor, they have to get through Creighton and Arizona. Right. That's and, the hope. And then we have to, you know, and then Creighton and Arizona, they don't have, nobody in the country can match the depth that we have. And that's the thing that's going to come and be key is that we can get into foul trouble and still win games. And I think that's something that Creighton and Arizona can't really afford. And all these other teams that are non-Power 6 schools, or if we have to run into them and they're on a hot streak, they're not going to be as deep as – nobody in the country is as deep as us. That is just a fact. Yeah, I I agree with that statement. You know, and and the mindset you have to have is that there's not – there's not a cakewalk to no, there's not the final four because in reality, what happens is, you know, the first game, it's kind of like, you know, that opening game at home where you just have, you know, some random team as a, as a one seed, anybody mm-hmm. else, it's kind of a tougher, tougher route that I'm going to paint the picture of. But for us, you know, it's supposed to be an easier game. And then the second game, you know, maybe you view it as like, you know, not the best conference team, but it's a conference game. You got to win it. Now, once you get to the sweet 16, it's almost a hundred percent of the time you're looking at a top 25 matchup. Mm -hmm. And then the elite eight, that's when it gets really tough. Then you're looking at like a top 10 matchup. And then the final four, it's the wild West. I mean, once you're there, anything can happen. I do believe that, but um, it's a very tough road to there so it's Mm -hmm. good that they'll be in Birmingham for the first two games um it's even better that they'll be in Louisville and the fact that nobody else around the region is I mean people will travel I'm not saying that but it's not like for example like if Purdue was the two seed or if IU was the four seed and Alabama matches up with IU in the Sweet 16 or Purdue in the Elite Eight, it's it's basically a home game for those two teams and makes that mm-hmm. one seed the away team. Yeah. Uh, which is very good that, that we don't have to do that. It's good that the two seed is Arizona, and it's good that the four seed is Virginia. I do get nervous about San Diego State. Creighton used to be problematic for Alabama like years ago. I haven't watched a Creighton basketball game in a very, very, very long time. Um, I'm I thought Creighton was gonna be a lot better coming into the season, and, and they they picked it up at the end. But they're uh, Baylor Shyman, Ron Kaufman are amazing. But they outside outside they again just Alabama can go anywhere on their bench and. Pull out and Amari Burnett, one of the best remembered defenders in college basketball. No, but no team in the nation can do that. And I think that's again why we can be any team yeah. in the nation is because teams like Creighton, teams like Arizona, who are still great teams, but don't necessarily have depth they can go on if they get into foul trouble or if a few of if one if some of their if one of their star players gets hurt, 
or if they're just not, if they're not playing well in general, they can't go to that depth because they don't have that depth. I think that's going to prove huge for Alabama and also just pure fatigue because you're these are a lot of basketball games in less than a month. Yeah, I, I mean, think Alabama thrives the most on momentum, and I'm yes. never really a fan of saying something like that, but just going undefeated at home, there's really only one reason you can do that, and is that's if you, you know, if you play these tight games on the road and you have great games at home, that could only mean one thing, and that it, it is a factor for them that they feed off the crowd, mm-hmm. um, which is great again being that number one seed in the South, because you're looking at, you know, if you look at the bracket, I'll just quickly name them all off. There's not a, you know, Southeast. I say Southeast because Louisville's caught in the middle of the South and the Midwest uh, as far as geographically, but there's not like a, I mean, minus Virginia, there's really not a team in the area or a big brand in the, in the region and that's us um you know whoever we play a&m corpus christi southeast missouri uh maryland west virginia san diego state charleston virginia would be the closest one Furman, creighton nc state um baylor usb or uc santa barbara missouri utah state arizona and princeton there's not really a big blue blood brand that travels a lot for basketball in there i mean you might get a lot of baylor people you know i'm just thinking of big colleges mm-hmm. but um so virginia could definitely get in the mix for, but i don't i don't right. know if virginia's getting out of the round of 64 but either way even if virginia's yes. there it's not going to mm-hmm. be in a way game for alabama mm-hmm. I, I don't see it any way where it's other than a neutral site game for the tide at the least um and there's a lot of sec teams that i think are are in a lot of trouble. I, I think Auburn Texas A and M got a really bad draw. I'm, I'm just A&M saying got a horrible draw. They have to play Texas in the second round if they survive Penn State. I'm a really uh, big fan of Penn State. I, I have them beating A and M. I see. I'm not 100 sold. Arkansas is in that eight nine game. Um, let's see. Kentucky. Kentucky's gonna beat providence but they're going to have a hard time beating kansas state the next round tennessee they're obviously going to beat louisiana um but they could get stopped by duke in the round of 32 um the one that i've got hammered absolutely going to happen you can you heard it here first utah state could just throttle missouri they're at least going to beat them the question is just by how much i i I have that happening too i mean yeah who do you have coming out of the East region? Because I feel like that's a region where I don't like the one seed. I like the two seed, but Marquette doesn't have the best defense, and I think they're going to run into problems with Michigan State. I'm glad it, you asked about the East. Because I'm, I'm that is that is the part of my bracket that I know that is going to be changed a crap ton from now until March 16th. Because well, the I East have no is clue. so cool. The, the East is such a, a cool region because you have Purdue that's basically only built by that Zach Eady kid or whatever his first name He's is. He's so good. I'm just saying. He is incredible. Yeah, and, and they'll go only as far as he can take them. I agree. Um, you have Memphis who just beat the like number two overall one seed by mm-hmm. 20. Which should have been um, Kansas, but that's a that's not the conversation yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, you've got 
Duke kind of washed up. They'd be great. Like if Alabama was at five seed, we'd be awesome. We'd be chilling. I think sweet 16, but you know, Duke has higher expectations. Tennessee's been good all year long. FAU's in that region against Memphis. The first game FAU's like the number 13 team in the net. You've got a washed up Kentucky team kind of in Duke situation where it's like, you know, great. They're a six seed, but you know, you ask them, they're not too happy about that. Kansas state's really good. They played Kansas tough most of the year. Michigan State, they're another little washed-up blue blood this year that found themselves in that region. And Marquette's good. That's the best region. And and Oral Roberts. Yeah, I didn't even – I know know people are going to be hammering Oral Roberts taking down Duke, which personally is not what I have. But that is going to be such a fun matchup to watch just because – or Roberts, just because of the run two years ago, Max Amos, they have such a big name now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They they've become a they've become a name. Um, and I and I think that that's going to be the most fun region. If I was a team in that region, I would not think it's fun. But being <laughs> yeah. an outsider watching it, I think it's going to be a very cool region because that, basically that's going to be the most upset heavy region in my opinion. Well. To be honest, past Kansas, past Kansas and UNC did not make the tournament, uh, which is another story. Um, you have three of the five. You have sixty percent of college basketball blue bloods in one region, and the region's going to be at Madison Square Garden. So really, that, I didn't realize that. Yeah, well, Kansas, Kansas is the is the first seed in the West. Right, so Kansas is there, but, but you're right. You're right. They're not in that region, is what I mean. But okay, you know, okay. so you have three of the five blue bloods in that one region going through Madison Square Garden. Then you got some wild factors, and then you got Purdue, you got Memphis, you got Florida Atlantic. You were talking about Oral Roberts. Tennessee's been good all year. Kansas State's been playing a number one seed at least three times this year. They played Kansas three times, two at least maybe um, three yeah and they, they they went they split the series with kansas yeah so i mean they played them good that's going to be the best that's going to be the best region if i was not in alabama's region and i was alabama i would want to be out west not geographically but the teams wise i like it all the bottom of the bracket ucla yeah all oh except oh, oh i see what you mean i see what you mean yeah 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 because I love but Arkansas. I, I would love Arkansas and Illinois. I would love to have St. Mary's or VCU. Um, UConn, I think if we got another shot at them, we'd win. They've been kind of going down. We've been kind of going up. They've got Iona the first round. I mean, I know everybody, especially locally, everybody here loves Rick Patino, but it's it's not going to happen. It's, it's not going to happen for Rick that day. Um, TCU should win, no problem. But the three seeds, Gonzaga, so – I mean, I think if we had another shot at Gonzaga, we'd probably beat him too. Yeah, I mean, I just think the East is a wild region, but I feel like every other region kind of has their clear favorites. And then yeah, I think that's why the... the East is so exciting is because, at least I kind of just said this earlier, I don't think Purdue and Marquette are going to make it very far. So, I mean, there's like realistically, I feel – realistically half the bracket can get out of that region 
Yeah, absolutely. And the the Midwest is interesting too. They've they've got a good one. Uh, Houston's in there. Auburn's in there. Miami's done well. I think Indiana's Drake's really interesting. Court. Yeah, I think they're interesting, but I, I think Miami should win that game. Um, <sighs> Indiana has been a dark horse all year, and then you have A&M in Texas, um, which guarantees that, I mean, I think A&M will beat Penn State, but even if they don't, I mean, Penn State's good, so then you have Texas and Penn State. The winner of that goes to the Sweet 16. I mean, that makes an interesting little Houston, I think, IU, and then, you know, a Texas or a Texas A&M. I think we have – I'm going to say this in the most delicate way because now I know it can't happen. There is no other draw that I would want to have, and that never happens. I, I don't think – if we don't win the South region, shame on Alabama. I mean, because we said all year, well, you know, the goal is kind of to get to a Final Four, you know – made to the sweet 16 we're building this program get to the final four hang that banner you know hoorah for the team but i mean just looking at who they gave us i mean if they don't win and i'm not saying blow out because maryland west virginia that's going to be a, a a close game san diego state or virginia that's going to be a close game baylor creighton you know, all these are going to be close games once they get to the Sweet 16, I, I do think. But there's no way that they should lose to these teams. I mean, I could see where they do the thing, you know, the typical, you know, show, song, and dance where they usually, you know, dig themselves in a hole and then try to jump out of it. And they do it the last second. But there's no way they should lose before Houston. I, I There's just I, – I completely agree. I don't, I don't see a team – who I feel confident in saying they could definitely beat us because I don't really think there's a team in the – I mean, I definitely might be my crimson-colored glasses, but I really just see them getting out of this, and I think it's going to be not easy, but I don't think – I don't think that it's going to be um, – I don't the, – the, Yeah, the gonna, question I'm asking myself is – if these were regular season games, would I be excited? Would I feel like the underdog or would I be excited to go to Coleman and be like, I think this is going to be one of the best games I've ever seen. And I just can't see that. If they lose, it'll be because they play terrible one night. It's not going to be one of those nights where it's like the other team plays their heart out, but Alabama left it all out on the floor. If they lose a game before Houston, it's going to be because – they just it, – it, it's going to be because they just flat out played horribly. I agree. I mean, I, I, they're getting out of that region. I don't care what anybody says. I know Creighton has been a popular pick for some people. I just – I can't – I can't see it. Well, I personally just can't see it. It is because if, if Alabama loses in a close game or if somebody yeah, – up- Alabama from a betters perspective or from like you know you're down there your friends probably aren't gambling from it like an Auburn fans perspective you know if Alabama loses that you know that opens up like you know bracket challenge or whatever you know that opens up the region wide open anybody can take it and if Alabama loses 
Creighton is a big team that could do it. San Diego State, Baylor, Arizona, or Utah State. I was just bragging about Utah State. So that that's the region where if the one seed loses, the two and three are not guaranteed. I mean, nobody's even looking at them. I mean, I I, I think I, I completely agree. I feel like it's exactly kind of like the East region if we do lose is that it is completely wide open. As you just said, I can't pick a winner if if we don't if we can, if we don't get out of this region, I don't know who's gonna get out. Same thing for the East region. I don't know who's gonna get out of that region. Yeah, and I mean I'd like gonna... to say Virginia, but you know, they choke. They they choke every year. Mm-hmm. I I think I think Furman's gonna beat them. Like that'd it, be fun. I that'd be a that's that's gonna be a fun game. He'd be very excited. But um, I'm I am I think it's just I'm very happy with our draw. I don't really think we could have gotten uh we literally could not have gotten a better draw. Obviously, there are teams I wish oh I wish I could put this switch this seed with this seed from another region, but if I just had to swap rackets, this is the this is the best draw we could get. This is the best one. I, I'm with you though, Simon. If I could put all the 16s, 15s, three of the 14s, and then like us, <laughs> that would be, that would be my ideal draw. <laughs> I, mean, I think I, I know what you mean though. Like if you could trade an eight seed mm-hmm. with another bracket, eight. or you could trade and mm-hmm. you know you could even swap a nine, a seven, something like that. But again, uh, I I don't know how many seeds I would switch with other seeds. Yeah, like, I, I, I guess I I would probably switch Creighton with Iowa State, but if we're just doing straight switching a seed, but I mean outside of that, there's not really a team I would definitely switch out. Yeah, there's not one that I'm jumping out at. I, I'm thinking in the sense of even if we didn't have Creighton in our region. You know, it's just nerve-wracking around tournament time. You'd probably trade whatever seed we did have for Creighton. So, mm-hmm. you never know when it comes oh, yeah, to that. But, I mean, I think we're looking good, though. My prediction is I think we should be in the Final Four from the region, and the next time we record, they should be on their way to Louisville. I I mean, I really hope so. And I I hate saying Final Four or bust, but I think especially looking at the region now, I want to say it a little more, but that's not, I'm not saying that, but I do think final four, I winning national championship is the goal, but final four is definitely what we need to get to. We need to get that first final four. Yeah. If they made the final four or even, you know, lost that game or made the championship and lost that game, I don't even think I'd bat nine. I mean, I'd be upset if they, you know, when they lose, as I always am. But I, mean, mm-hmm. I, I think it'd be like a job well done. Yeah, I think it. How quickly this program has been turned around is purely incredible, and I'm just really excited to see what's gonna happen in the future. I, I like our recruiting class for next year, and I don't know who's gonna stay. We'll see, but I believe this was this was the tenth edition of yes, Behind that- the Arc. And this is well the March Madness edition, and when we get back to you next week, it will be either during this week sixteen or right before or right after. We'll figure it out. 
Oh, the yeah. Sweet 16 will be near when we come back. Yes, it will be. So, final score predictions for whoever we play. Just toss them out, and then we're done. I think we win by 25 over A&M Corpus Christi. I I agree with that. I something along around uh, something in that range. That's what I would also go with. So this was again the tenth edition of Behind the Yard with Simon and Hammer. I'm very excited to get back. We had a few scheduling issues. A few is maybe an understatement, but we will be back next week to recap Alabama's first two games or maybe first three, depending when we get back to you. And roll tide. Roll tide.